If you have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to the book of Acts, Acts chapter number 5, Acts chapter number 5, Acts chapter number 5, we'll begin reading in verse number 12, Acts chapter 5, begin reading in verse number 12, it says, by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed everyone. And then if you don't mind, if you'll take your Bibles and turn with me to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. I'll read the first three verses there in Psalm 91. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise of pestilence. I want to take the scriptures that we have just read and present a message today entitled Shadow Figures. Shadow Figures. And as we get into the sermon, you'll understand uh, the terminology used and the text behind it. The Shadow Figures. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the privilege and the health and the ability to be able to come to your house today. We recognize there are many that are standing in need of prayer. Lord, as we've heard those names called out, as we already have names on a prayer list, Lord, we know that we're in just a, a case of need with so many that are sick and afflicted and other issues of life. Lord, we ask you to touch each and every one. Lord, we ask you to continue to be with the military, watch over them, Lord, to protect them. And Lord, as we take this time now to focus our hearts and minds to the Word of God, I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to us and open our hearts. Lord, that we might receive that which you have for us today. And I thank you for all the many blessings that you have given us. Lord, help us not take for granted your goodness in our life. Speak to us now. If there is one here today that does not know you as their personal Savior, I pray that the Holy Ghost of God will do a work of conviction and draw them to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. For we ask these blessings in Christ's name. Amen. Shadow figures. Shadow figures. You know, uh, in the verses that we read, it talked about shadows. Shadows. And I'm going to bring out uh, some different shadows today in the course of the Scripture. I was thinking about different shadows. And uh, have you ever scared yourself with your own shadow? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I've done it more than once. And, uh, you know, they're saying you shouldn't be afraid of your own shadow. Uh, sometimes it does spook you a little bit if you're not expecting it. 
I'm not talking about spooky shadows today, okay? So let's know, uh, that's not where I want to go with this. But there's some shadows that I want to point out, and then we'll use the Scripture here. But I want you to think about something if you've never thought about this, about shadows. Uh, when I think about shadows, and uh, obviously uh, the first one I would probably think of would be family shadows. Family shadows. What do you mean by that, preacher? Well, I'm sure all of us who are adults... Probably right now today can see some of our mom or dad in us. You know, I, I was thinking about that. Uh, maybe the their traits, maybe some of their habits, maybe some of their good qualities, even some of their bad qualities, uh, some of their habits and, and things and and have you ever just, maybe the older you got, just kind of said to yourself, you know, that's, I can see my, either mom or dad. You ever done that before? You know what that is? Family shadows. Family shadows. Uh, all of those things because we grew up under their shadow. Does that make sense? Y'all understand what I'm trying to say? Uh, shadows that were cast by our parents or those who raised us. And, and those traits when we get older, they start coming out in us, shadows. Uh, and, and we could spend a lot of time. If we took testimony about your mom and dad, and all, we, we, we wouldn't get out of here of all the things that we could hear about today. But all those, those were shadow, family shadows, things that were cast. I think about uh, faith shadows. In essence, with thinking about my family, I'm blessed that I can stand here today and tell you that there was a shadow of faith cast upon me as a child. Does that make sense? What are you talking about, preacher? Well, there was a shadow of faith cast by my parents, by my dad and mom. A shadow of faith cast upon me as a child. Listen, we knew, I say we and my brother and sister, we knew that church was a priority, period. Uh, that shadow was cast. We knew that Sunday church came before anything else. That, that shadow was cast. Uh, we we learned all growing up. I mean, there were things that we didn't even you didn't even have to ask or question because we already knew the answer to. And I, you know what? I, it's not just me. There's some of you here today that give the same testimony. And because of that, I believe that's why you're sitting here today because there was a shadow of faith cast upon you in your upbringing that brought you to where you are today. If we stopped and talked about that for a while, we could we could tell our stories, couldn't we? About things from the faith that was the shadow of faith that were cast upon us. Now, if you didn't have that, let me say this: not everybody uh, had the, the the blessing of growing up with parents that, that brought them to church and all that. Not everybody had that. But if you're in church today, you have an opportunity, a unique opportunity to cast shadows to others. Okay, so I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like uh, only people that grew up in church were blessed. But the fact that you're here today is a blessing. Because God is still in the blessing business. But I, I think about it because the shadows that are cast uh, is it, so important. I, I see so many people uh, in their life, uh, you know, things look well, then all of a sudden it starts just trickling out of order. And I wonder many times if it's because of shadows that have been cast in their life. Uh, I, I mentioned our, our family. We learn good things. We learn bad things. We learn tricks. You know, there's. I can uh, every now and again uh, when I cough, I, I sound like my dad. 
uh, in my mind when I, you know, I have to cough and clear my chest. I, I, my, my dad sounded like that. I'm starting to sound like my dad. You know, uh, y'all know what I'm saying? Those shadows, uh, you start recognizing things. Uh, I, I, all these shadows that we cast. Uh, I, I look at so many people. Uh, th- there's a trend that, that people, you, you look at, you know, everybody, every family has a black sheep, if you will. And, and it seems like, you know, that their shadow is going to cause others to, to go the, the wrong way. And, and it seems like it's like a doomed destiny for their children or grandchildren and all because they were the black sheep. And I want you to know it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Uh, there's going to be traits that we, we pick up and carry, but you don't have to continue down a wrong path. You don't have to. See, the difference is Jesus Christ. He makes all the difference in the world. Uh, all that. I want you to realize something. This I, I, Family and faith and the shadows we get. I want you to realize something. Here's what we need to understand. That people, in general, regardless of how old they are, they can't live in our shadow if we're not casting a shadow. If we're not casting a shadow, then people can't live in our shadow. Why is that so important? Well, it's important to me because the shadow that was cast upon me as a child. Listen, uh, my daddy didn't drive us to church and drop us off. He took us to church. Uh, th- there was things that uh, that was cast that I have no doubt made an influence in our life to point us to Jesus Christ. See, that's important. The shadow that's cast upon us. Uh, that shadow was a model of something. It was a model. And when we model and pattern ourselves after the Lord Jesus Christ, that's a shadow that's being cast upon those around us. You may not understand, but I'll explain in a minute. You see, you can only cast a shadow when you stand up for Jesus and allow the sun to shine through you. That's when the shadow is cast all around you. And you see, we have to do that regardless of whether it's popular or not. Matter of fact, it's probably going to be unpopular if you try to cast a shadow for the Lord. If you let Jesus shine through you. Do we, we talk about letting our lights shine bright. You ever heard of that terminology? Let your light shine. You know what happens when your light shines? It casts a shadow. It casts a shadow. Let's look at our text again. Let's see what's happening in the scriptures here. In Acts chapter 5, let's look at this again. Look at verse number 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, and of the rest durst no man join himself to them. But the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord. Multitudes, both men and women. Insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets. And laid them on beds and couches. Notice this. That at the least. That even. Think about this in your mind if you read this. That even if Peter couldn't get to them to actually pray over them and touch them. That if he couldn't physically get to them, that at the very least, do you see that? Does your Bible say that? That at the very least, what would happen? 
that the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow them. Does that not grab your attention? It does me. Something very interesting taking place. In the chapter before this, if you would read, you know what you're going to find out? You're going to find out in the previous chapter that Peter and John have been out preaching. They were teaching the Word of God. They'd been healing people. And, and they, got, they got in trouble for it by the Sadducees. The temple guards, oh, they, they brought them in. They interrogated them. They, they told them not to do it anymore. Listen, they were even threatened with physical discipline and, and all bad things if they would continue to do this. That, that was in the previous chapter. And what do we see them doing? In this very next chapter here, we see them continuing to preach and teach and touch people. They didn't pay much attention to the warning that was given to them. The Bible says they're, they're still going around. They're performing miracles. They're preaching. They're teaching. And, and they're doing it right under the nose of those who had told them not to do it. They were doing it at the temple. Some wouldn't cross the line of the religious people for fear of what would happen. you got to remember that the Sanhedrin and those temple guards, I mean, yeah, they're religious, but they're not the kind of religion we're talking about. It wasn't a religion of love. And these men preaching Jesus and doing the work of the Lord. And, and the Bible tells us here that because of this, in a hostile environment, now I don't know if you read this or not, but the Bible tells me in verse 14, and the believers were the more added to the Lord. This wasn't a, a love fest and a potluck luncheon and all that and everybody come and have a good time. No. They're in an environment where their lives could be taken at any moment. Yet they continue to do the work of the Lord they had been made outcast by the religion that they grew up in, but they didn't care. They had been threatened, but they didn't care. All they cared about was telling others about Jesus. What a big shadow that cast. Isn't it amazing? We get so sidetracked with so many other things that we forget the most important thing is telling others about Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Peter and John, they cast such a shadow. I, I, wish I, I wish the way I'm reading this and interpreting this, I could express it to you the way that I see it. But they were so sold into doing the work of the Lord that the people believed so much that the work of God was taking place that at the very least, if we can't get to Peter and John, that if their shadow would just... And I see my, the shadow of my arm and hand dangling over off the steps here. But it, and you know, that's probably five or six feet out. But at the very least, if we just get these people under their shadow, is that, is that what your Bible says? That at the very least, we could get people under the shadow of God. That they could be healed. Things could happen. I talked about shadows. 
I talked about the importance of Peter and John. I'm seeing here that the church was growing even in the face of death. Peter and the others, they stood up and they cast a shadow. You know, we're living in a day and age where if people come to church on Sunday, they think they did God a favor. What kind of shadow are you casting? You come to church for an hour on Sunday and live like hell the rest of the week and expect to cast a shadow? That's the kind of Christianity we've grown into. Convenient Christianity. That even in the hardest of times, I help No. I see a church that was growing in the face of adversity because they knew the important thing was casting the shadow on Jesus. Did that shadow heal them people? I don't know that because the Bible don't tell me that. But I'm telling you, whatever Peter and John had, it was strong enough for the people to believe if we can get under their shadow, something good's going to happen. Do we have that kind of relationship with the Lord? Are we close to God enough to feel like, man, if we could just be under the shadow of God, something good is going to happen. Remember what the psalmist wrote that we read in Psalm 91? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty just to be under the shadow of the Almighty God. But you can't do that if you're not dwelling in the secret place. Yeah, secret place is where you get along with God and empty yourself of yourself to be filled with the Spirit of God And I tell you, that's what separates uh, the average Christian from other Christians is that taking that time to get close to the Lord, to deny your flesh, to die to yourself, and to say, I'm going to walk under the shadow of the Almighty. And I see that. There's blessings. He said in verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Verse 3, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise on pestilence. Why? Because you're under the protection, the shadow of the Almighty. Can I mention just a couple other shadows this morning? I talked about family shadows, faith shadows. But we see here a mighty big shadow that Peter and John were casting. You see, that's the Jesus shadow. The Jesus shadow. What are you talking about, preacher? I see these men casting such a shadow that people believed they just get there, God was going to do something for them. Is it possible that we can cast such a shadow on society today? Is it possible? It's possible. It's possible. Hey, that we can still preach and teach and pray in the name of Jesus? That's possible. We can still see lives changed. We can see souls saved. Is that still possible? Yes, it's still possible. Let me ask you this. Are we standing up and casting our shadows on them? Because if no shadow of Jesus is being cast, what are the chances of people coming to the Lord? Are you you following my thought process? To see Jesus, there has to be the light of Jesus shining. We have to cast the shadow. People have to look at us and say they really believe what they believe. 
They really believe there's a God in heaven. They really believe in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. They really believe in the power of prayer that God can do something. They really believe that and, and we, want a we want a taste of that. We've got to realize that Peter and John and these first disciples, they got their power because they first lived in the shadow of Jesus Himself. If we're not spending time with Jesus, we're not going to cast much of a Jesus shadow. Amen? Remember the traits? Think about that. If we spend time with the Lord and talk with Him, I'm not even going to ask you how many of you read your Bible this week. I'm not even going to ask how many of you prayed this week. I'm not even going to ask how many of you witnessed to the, for the Lord this week. I'm not going to ask you that. But what kind of shadow are you casting if you're not doing any of these things? Everywhere we go, every place we, we visit, everything we do, we must cast a shadow of Jesus. These first disciples were very effective because they had spent time with Jesus. They lived in the shadow of Jesus. And they were able to cast His shadow upon others. You know why Jesus came to this earth? To cast the shadow of God's love. On a sinful and broken world. Can I say that again? Jesus came to this earth to cast a shadow of God's love on a sinful and broken world. You see, when you see Jesus on the cross, you see a picture of God's love. That shadow was cast over all humanity. That for God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a big shadow. That was cast by Jesus Christ, the shadow of God's love. He was born in a stable to prove that love was accessible to everyone. I mean, you think about it, born in a stable, the lowliest of low, the very humble Jesus. <coughs> he was the son of a Jewish carpenter. I think about that, that the, the very humble of beings to show that you didn't have to be rich. You didn't have to come from royalty that all people could come to Christ and God's love. There was no one beneath it. Think about it. He was casting his shadow on the world. Study the life of Christ in the Gospels as he went countryside, preaching and teaching and healing people. That shadow was cast all over the place. And many people came to him. Hey, think about that. All that Christ did walked upon this earth. That shadow that was cast only to face religious prejudice and persecution. You see, that same crowd that praised him, remember that when he went through the, the gates there on the donkey and they was praising him and saying, blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord and you know, it wasn't a few days later that same crowd was saying, crucify him, crucify him. Yet he cast a shadow on all those people. The Jesus shadow. That shadow was cast upon those that would beat him for crimes he did not commit. That shadow was cast for those that, that whipped him and spit upon him and humiliated him. That shadow was cast for them. God's shadow also overshadowed the entire earth. I want you to think about this. 
the very shadow of God, when you study Calvary, when the Lord was dying for our sin, when the darkness of God, the wrath of God was poured out upon Jesus Christ, when that took place, the Bible tells us that darkness overshadowed the earth. You know what that was? That was the shadow of God overshadowing the earth. That shadow. Darkness fell at the moment that Jesus died. His blood would be the sacrifice that was required for our sin. The Jesus shadow. The shadow that healed people. Think about all He did. Made the blind eyes to see. Made the lame to walk again. Made the, 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 the deaf to be able to hear again. Even raised people back to life. He cast a mighty big shadow. I'm going to tell you. The shadow of the cross. Where He shed His blood. You know what I'm glad for today? I'm glad that one day. That shadow of the cross. Overshadowed me. I heard preaching that was convicting by the Holy Ghost of God. You say, you, you're supposed to be a Baptist. You're not supposed to talk about the Holy Ghost of God. I'm going to tell you, uh, no man's coming to the, to the Lord unless the Holy Ghost draw him. You hear what I'm saying? You're not going to bypass things and get to God. Uh, Obama may have said there's many ways to heaven. There's only one way to heaven. That's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I stole that from Brother Ronnie, by the way. He mentioned that in the devotion this morning. But aren't you glad that one day in your life, the shadow of the cross kind of overshadowed you? Can you remember that time? You remember where you was when that conviction hit you? And you knew you needed the Lord? You knew that if you didn't, you were going to die and go to hell? You remember that? That shadow of the cross because of Jesus? You see, when I think about that, and even in my mind, when I can go back to that, all these many years later, nothing else on this earth matters. The only thing that matters is there was a time and place that you fell under the shadow of the cross. Because if you hadn't, dear friend, one of these days you're going to take your last breath here on earth. And the Bible says that the rich man died, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments in the flames. You don't have to go to hell because there's a big shadow of the cross of Jesus Christ that has overshadowed this world. The Jesus shadow. If you allow me, I want to mention one more shadow this morning. And listen, we can't top the Jesus shadow. We can't top that. But what about the church shadow? What about the church shadow? Are you living in that shadow? I know the shadow of the cross where we come to Christ that our sins are forgiven. We're covered by the blood. I, I realize that. And I hope you can say that today. I hope that in your heart right now you know that you've been forgiven of your sins and you have a home in heaven. There's more than just getting saved. If getting saved was all it was to it, He'd take us out of here as soon as we got saved. What about the church shadow? How big does your shadow cast for the church? Not the church casting a shadow on you, but how much of the church shadow are you casting outside of these walls? I wonder what kind of reach does our shadow have? Because it takes more than one person 
of the church to cast a shadow, by the way. What kind of reflection is given off from the church? I wonder when, I, when people drive by our church, I wonder what they think. What kind of shadow of an image that they have of our church. I wonder if people, when they drive by, that we felt the presence of God so real from this place that maybe that shadow reaches out to that highway and they drive by and they can feel the presence of God. Wouldn't it be wonderful to say to a point where somebody says, you know what, I'm going to have to try that church out. But if we're not casting a good shadow, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. You know what? Because we're flesh. And sometimes we cast shadows of the flesh. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of times it's easier to cast a shadow of the flesh than it is to cast a shadow for the church. Because we get wrapped in our emotions and we get wrapped in all those feelings that we have. There's a shadow that needs to be cast on the city of or town of Hamburg. Well, pray, we got all these churches around here. I'm not worried about all these churches around here. I'm worried about what kind of shadow are we casting? Every other church answer for their own self. And from when I see this area, the way I see it, there's a whole lot of people need the Lord. And when you take Ashley County in general, do something for me. Drive up to Walmart. You don't have to get out and go inside. Believe me, I don't like doing it either. Just sit in a parking lot and watch people going in and out. And then tell me if we don't need the Lord. We need the Lord. What kind of shadow are we casting? Do we believe revival can still come? It can, but if we're not casting a shadow, if we're not spending time with the Lord. Listen, I realize, I know what generation we're living in. I know it's 2021. I know there's all kinds of things out there that clamor for our attention, that battle for our time. I know all that. I know sometimes it would be easier to be a follower of the world than a follower of the Lord. I understand all that. I know that there's hardships and there's, a, there's adversity associated with being a disciple of Christ. I understand that. I understand that, that living for Jesus and casting His shadow might cause you some ridicule and, and some mockery. I understand it. But I also know this. If we don't stand up and cast a shadow for Jesus, this world is not going to be changed at all. If you're waiting for Washington to change the world, oh, it's going to change, but not in the way you want it to. If we want to see an image of Jesus Christ cast in this world, we are going to have to stand up as His people and as His church and cast that shadow of Christ. Amen. And if we're not walking close to the Lord, we're not going to cast that shadow. Let me say this in closing today. You know how shadows, uh, I mentioned about being spooked by shadows. You know, the shadow doesn't give necessarily the true reflection of your size. That makes sense? You know, something very small can look pretty big, you know, on a shadow. It don't always work that way with something big looking small. You know, you got to go to the fun house and go through the mirrors, you know, see that, but... But let me say this. The size and shape of the shadow we cast is all going to be dependent on how tall we stand for the Lord. 
If we're not standing tall, we're not going to cast much of a shadow. And for us to cast a tall shadow, we're going to have to stand tall and live in the shadow of Jesus. Do you know the Lord today? You're not going to cast any shadows for Jesus if you don't know Him. That's the very first thing. You need the Lord. You need salvation. And then my second challenge is to all of us. Whether you're a member of this church or not, if you're a Christian, you need to be casting shadows. Others need to be able to see Jesus through your reflection. If we're not living for Him like we should, I encourage us. Let's get on the path to cast the right shadows. Let's bow our heads if you would. As we prepare for a verse of invitation, our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Shadow figures. Shadow figures. There's all kind of shadows that we could cast and portray. I can't tell you how many times I remind myself of my daddy. But I truly want to cast the shadow of Jesus. In just a moment, we're going to sing. If you have a need in your life, our altars will be open. If you feel a need to come forward, you're welcome to. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, I'd invite you to come. I'll take a Bible and show you what the Bible says, how you can know the Lord. If there's other needs in your life, if you're not casting shadows for Jesus, really need to get started because our time is running now. Father in heaven, thank you for the word, how it challenges me, how it convicts me. And I pray the message today was delivered in a way that brought glory to you. Lord, I pray that our church would cast a shadow. A shadow that would point others to your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, in areas that we have failed, I pray that you'll strengthen us, that we might pick ourselves up and go forward. And I do pray for the soul that's nearest tell today, that the shadow of the cross of Jesus has been cast on them so much, and the Holy Ghost has spoken to their heart to make them recognize their need before it's everlasting too late. Bless our time of invitation, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. As we stand to our feet.